Welcome, everybody. This is Dan Takini with Blood Nethos's Everyday Hero Podcast, where you can learn about the heroic efforts of B&E grads who are out there ordering chaos and releasing beauty in the world. Hello. It's great to be here with you today. I'm here with um, Noah Lowry. Uh, Noah is the CEO of Being and Machine, a company designed to guide you in ordering digital chaos. And I'm going to let Noah really talk to you about how he arrived here today at, on the Hero uh, on the Everyday Hero podcast. Uh, Noah has an interesting story. So, Noah, I, I thought we'd just open up with you, maybe just talking a little bit about how did you come here today over a period of time? What led you to uh, today? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, first off, for, for having me on. Uh, I've listened to the last couple of podcasts and really enjoyed uh, Julia and Andre as well. Uh, my story, I'll, I'll go back to uh, really Southern California and uh, my days at Pepperdine University. Um, I was at Pepperdine University on a full scholarship and playing baseball at the time. Uh, it was a sport that had been a big part of my life uh, from a young age. And at that period in time, I was one, furthering my education, but I had aspirations of becoming a professional baseball player. And that that dream began to become a reality uh, my junior year at Pepperdine when I was drafted by the San Francisco Giants and became a player within their organization. You you started for them quite a bit, didn't you? I I was, yeah. I was a starting pitcher and uh, fast-tracked through the minor league system and found myself in the majors uh, right around 2003, 2004, I had a couple of seasons healthy and uh, was fortunate enough to sign a extended contract with them and, and thinking that I would still be playing baseball. However, that wasn't necessarily the, the case uh, as I found in life. And sometimes what will be draw up doesn't necessarily pan out. Yeah, it's always fun to see a plan hit reality, right? Meet reality. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was healthy for about four and a half years of the six plus years I spent uh, with the Giants. And uh, the time I, I really enjoyed, I learned a lot about myself in that journey, uh, looking at uh, just adversity and odds and what, you know. I mean, this is, I'd like to give people an idea of just what your career was like at the time when things went sideways, right? I, I mean, that August was the year before, was it the year before the August was big or was it that year? Yeah. So yeah, leading up to um, August in general was, was just a good time for me. I hadn't lost a game in August until my last year playing. Uh, and August ended up uh, the year that you're, you're referencing was, uh, was the final month and, uh, and chapter in my, my baseball life. That, at that point, I had uh, ran into some injuries uh, with the final month coming down the season. And, uh, and so I wasn't able to finish that month, finish the team uh, in leading in wins. And, and uh, again, just looking at how, you know, I could, I could get healthy and get back onto the field. Well, that turned into multiple surgeries and um, eventually just over a couple of years, finding out that the body really just couldn't produce what the mind wanted to go out and make happen. You know, it, at first, that, that transition was, uh, was just about how can I get back onto the field? 
And, and once I couldn't figure out physically how that was going to happen, it was about what, what was next. And that, that's really where it hit the fan. What were some of the key lessons or you know, life character development that you derived from playing ball at that level? What comes to mind first is confidence. And I'm, I'm going to skip off that one and I'll come back to it in a second. But the ability to be able to, to work with a team in an environment that, that can be chaotic and unpredictable uh, was something that we faced daily. Uh, we dealt with adversity daily. You learn leadership skills when you're in a team environment and you're faced with adversity. You learn a lot about your character, being backed into corners and uh, getting creative, whether it's maybe I'm sore and we've got, you know, maybe it's the, the biggest team in the, in the division coming up. How, how do you show up that day? So um, you find creative ways to go out and, and get the job done for the day. And then you go back out and you do it again the next day, so to speak. The baseball season is a long season. So getting back into the confidence piece that I mentioned and skipped over there, you learn to build confidence over time. Confidence is just, again, I found that in repetition and and believing in yourself and your abilities and regardless of sometimes a short-term outcome or results that you may see or setbacks, um, that that one took me a little while. (laughs) I'm kind of getting into that here in a second, but that – that consistency just in the approach and the work that's put in was what I found confidence was born out of over time. It wasn't just something that all of a sudden it was like, Hey, I've got it or I don't have it. It was more just a way of actually being, well, that, that for me in baseball uh, and, and who I was, it came, it came natural over time because I'd been doing it for so long. Well, coming out of the game, what I didn't realize was how much that, that confidence would be tested. And, and, and at first, I, I personally, I just didn't, I didn't want to look at it and, and it wasn't as easy as just telling myself, well, Hey, I don't want to necessarily look at the transition. It was, it was more so like, well, what's next? You know, what, what type of value do I provide off the field? Like when I talk about the teamwork and the leadership development and the confidence, uh, those, those all play a huge role in, in life and in business today. Uh, and, and, I would imagine into the future, although I couldn't see that at the time. Um, I was stuck in what can I do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like what, next? yeah, like the value is in what you do and uh, couldn't connect really that you, the value that you brought to what you did was you and your commitment, the way you showed up, your stand, your character, like that. Blinded to it all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but yes. Uh, it wasn't until, and again, this was, boy, it was a better part of seven years. And I'm married now. I've got a wife and, and beautiful children. and Two girls and a baby boy, right? Just, boy, just yeah. September, right? Little Axel was just born, yeah, a few months back. And we're, we're really, we're really blessed. Let's see how that all goes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, there was a lot of beauty in life that uh, I was, I was missing uh, my relationships with my wife and my kids and balance those hormones out in the house there in uh, business and in the community were being impacted by the struggle I was putting myself through uh, and getting caught up in the past and looking at I'm, I'm really I like to reflect a lot and so at times that reflection can be a thing of beauty as I learn from the past and apply it maybe to the future although 
It can also be a detriment I found as I really spun myself into one, what I was making up about the past. You know, I couldn't go back and change it. There was nothing I, I could I could or couldn't do. I, it was out, some of it was out of my control. <laughs> and so, you know, I really had to get off of that. And, and I didn't know what that looked like. I thought it was just doing. What, what were you getting off of when you say that? That's, that's a great question, actually. So that being my, my own internal story, what I was making up about uh, who I was or what I wasn't or a past that I couldn't go back and, and recreate. Uh, and what type of value did I bring? I thought I, I thought that I needed answers all the time, and I, I was constantly searching in the doing of trying to find answers for for life and what was next. Uh, and it really wasn't until I met uh, Dan and and went through the Revenant process. That shifted. That was a weight I carried around for a long time, and not only I carried it around for a long time, but my wife and my children, and again the people in my life also carried with me. And uh, in going through the Revenant, I realized I could just I could just be me and show up and and stay consistent with who I was as a person and connect with people and and you know generally in that connection you know just caring about people wanting to you know the best for them and how I can seeing how I can support, you know, if it's my wife or let's say my business partners or a client, um, that the characteristics that are, were built up over time, I found that they naturally show up in the moment. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to work on it. They were there already. Yeah. The answers I realized that like, what's in it? What is an answer? (laughs) It's like, is, is there really an answer? Well, uh, an answer to what? And like, what does that even look like? So, Well, I, I mean, it's interesting you say that because Soren Kierkegaard says we are the answer, right? That's <laughs> like, beautiful. We, 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 the way we are, respond with who we are is the answer. And that's why I think part of the metaphor, or some of the ancient wisdom is that the answer is inside of you. You think about it, you live in a question and what comes out of the question is the answer. Right, and there are many answers to the to one to the questions that we live in or live out of. Right, so yeah, I, I'm, I get what you're saying, and it's not something you have to think about. It's more of a stand. What I hear you saying is that as I as you stand for other people, all the development from the years past starts to automatically come through the stand that you are. Is what I'm putting words in your mouth, but that's you, yeah, yes, beautifully, and and it. It's just hearing that. I mean, it's it's new realization. It's it's like I, I reflect back in. I go back to my reflection, and I think I think about sort of that that life or that answer for those seven years that I really was was questioning. You know what was next, uh, and the answers that that was living into, uh, as opposed to trying to figure it out first, right? Where I'm at now, and and what that future could possibly be. Yeah. Um, it's it's really really powerful to think about. So thank you for for sharing that. That that really hit home for me there. The organization, and I say the organization, Blood and Ethos, Dan and you and Eileen and Liz and the the family, the Blood and Ethos family has really been a life changer for me. Uh, in the sense that again, my my marriage was was being impacted. Um, 
I was carrying a ton of burden and stress around with me and that was impacting my emotions and my, my physical presence. And I really just felt stuck in that weight uh, in going through, it, it was, it was, I went through the Revenant and. Um, how, long, how long ago did you do it? Four it, years? It, yeah, three, four years ago. And, and I sat in that for a minute, like taken aback, like, whoa, I felt like I had an okay idea reaching the apex in baseball of who I was and where I was at in life mentally. And wow, there's so much more out there that, that can be out of one, either the story that I make up or, you know, the future that I'm committed to living into on the other side of that being, again, the stand that uh, I take for others or others have taken for me. And, and it was really you, Dan, and, and walking through the Revenant at the time and the impact that you've had on my life throughout, you know, that the time that I met you up till this day. Um, and, and Eileen as well. And Liz, little Liz is like a little powerhouse. She's, she's <laughs> coaching us now. And I say us, uh, my wife and I, uh, have Liz coach us and it's, it's just each, each moment that, um, we get a chance to interact, uh, is, is really just, it's enriching and it's really one inspiring. And then two, it, it's, uh, it's like resource at a time where each day is so much different. And so I find that like, it, I, it's like water in a desert at times. Mm. Um, I know Lizzie will be glad to hear that. I mean, that's our purpose is to open up resource when you don't feel like there isn't any, that's the value of, for me, at least having a coach. Now you started being in machine with Jeff Woods. How long ago? Yeah, we started, uh, we started being a machine little over a year ago. And, and, and in talking about being a machine with Jeff, it's funny, it, it really relates to what we're talking about here. You know, the stories that we tell ourselves and others is something at being a machine that we, we focus on when we work with brands on their, their story, their branding, their marketing and advertising and the way that they're communicating and positioning themselves either in a physical world or we focus a lot on what is nowadays the digital world and like the podcast that we're sitting on here now. And what do you do? What is your specific focus and what do you bring to the table? What I feel like I bring to the table is, uh, is that ability to work well within a team, to be able to communicate with clients. And your specialty is, uh, is the tech side, uh, SEO. You know, I've really always loved technology. Yeah. Um, branding and baseball, you become your own brand. And so branding's always been a, a focus as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other side, playing for San Francisco, especially, I, I date back to like the old days of like Oregon Trail on the green screen or, or the black screen, the old, you know, just back in the days when computers were, were getting going for, for me. And ever since then, tech's just evolved in my life. And so I, I do, I love the technology aspects. I, I love the, uh, the development of software, the way that software uh, communicates with other softwares and the ability to be able to automate processes and, and streamline processes. And I've always loved data. And, uh, and so uh, the data is also another side that I you think about baseball and statistics and data, right? I mean, we have in baseball, you have a statistic for everything, how many breaths between pitches, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it matches that, especially being a pitcher, statistics are going to be very important to you. And you are, I can speak from experience, extremely detail-oriented. And, and Jeff is, so you're, you're Google certified in a number of different areas, correct? 
Yes, yeah. We are certified and uncertified in uh, Google Analytics and uh, Google Advertising as well. Um, Jeff, on the other hand, is an amazing, amazing creative and yes, storyteller. Yeah. And we, we also have a, a strong team around us of other creatives who, we again, we, each of us bring different aspects to the table. We've got some brilliant writers and software developers and designers like Jeff. And Jeff really... He's a story brand guide, not only certified, but he's a story brand guide. In fact, I think he may be the only one in Northern California, right? I, I believe you're correct. And he's very he good. to us, yeah. yeah, San Francisco here. He's, but he had a lot to do guy. with the grid and the grid's launch and their whole narrative and the, his, his Facebook ads won awards. So it's great to have, you know, he's great to have on the team and you got, you guys have a strong team over there. So. We're blessed to have, I, I'm blessed to have uh, the team around me that I do have. And, and again, I, I, I go back to the work here. It's, it shows up everywhere. I, I find that uh, in our, our team meetings, you know, weekly, the conversations that we have really, they breed action and, and a certain <laughs> mindset and, or they, or they don't, and we get to look at like you know what we're what we're resisting and what what that might look like. And again, I can only speak for myself, but I I just I really love that the, the team environment, the level of open communication, and the ability to be able to to again I go back to analyze um, or interact with uh, my team or my team at home. It's really just a, a blessing, and and I. I'm not going to say it wouldn't be possible, but I just, I go back to, you know, my time and meeting you, Dan, and, and the organization. And I just, I don't, I don't know where I'd be if, uh, if I didn't find you, man. So I appreciate you guys and, and I love you. Oh, same here, man. You've been really a, a blessing to me and Tylene. And I know Lizzie loves you to death. And uh, being a machine has been very supportive and con- contributed greatly to our brand and what we're up to. You know, if you want to know more about Noah, if you'd like to, you can get on uh, therevenantprocess.com and there's a video on therevenantprocess.com that's won some awards. Jeff had a lot to do with that. Jeff yes. was uh, one of the directors and um, uh, we, rather than just do a, the testimonies is, is Noah's story. It's well done and you can watch it on that page. Other than that, you can always look uh, Noah up or reach out and talk to him at Being in Machine. But Noah, I want to thank you uh, for your time. It's been rich and it always is every time we get a chance to talk. And I, I really wanted um, our community to know about you, about being a machine, about what's possible and your work, because I know it'll bless everybody and those who have interest. So thanks for being with us. And um, I look forward to seeing you. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. All right. If you like what you heard today, please check out the Hero Being Process an eight-week online gymnasium designed to support you in transforming your ability to heroically fulfill your unique purposes with freedom, love, and creativity. Available at theherobeing.com. Until next month, keep kicking at the indifference until it bleeds life.